Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Podcast with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, Jamie, and I want to say that I'm so glad you're here. Each week on the Happy Hour, I invite a girlfriend or two to join me, and we chat about life. It's as if we have sat down at our favorite coffee shop and we're just chatting with each other. Whenever you're done listening, head on over to my website, jamieivy.com, for all the show notes. Anything we talk about, any links that we mention, they'll all be there waiting for you. And as always, if you love the show, I'd love to hear from you. Any comments that you leave on iTunes always help people find the show. I love connecting with you listeners. So find me on Facebook, Twitter. I'd love to get to know you there. Thanks for listening, guys. And here's today's show. Today's podcast is brought to you by How to Do Prints. How to Do Prints specializes in custom invitations and graphic designs. Amanda is super easy to work with and sends you design work electronically, so you have a lot of flexibility and options for printing. You can check out some of her pre-made designs on her Etsy shop, or you can work with her on something custom. Amanda is offering all podcast listeners a 10% discount for all orders over $15 using the code JAMIE10. You can search for How to Do Prints in the Etsy shop, or you can email Amanda directly at howdyprintstx at gmail.com. Today's guest on the show is Jessica Thompson. Jessica is a mom and a wife and a speaker and an author. She's authored three books. They're called Give Them Grace, Exploring Grace Together, which is a devotional book for your family, and her newest book, Answering Your Kids' Toughest Questions. We talk a lot about those on the show today. I love her laugh so much on the show. We talk about some very serious stuff and also some very lighthearted stuff. This is actually a very fun podcast that I loved recording so much. So I hope you enjoy it. She's also giving away some books. So listen at the end of the show and we'll tell you how you can win them. Here's Jessica. Oh, and one last thing. Usually when I record with a guest, I start and open like, hey, welcome to the happy hour, Jessica. Da, 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 da. We just started talking and we just never stopped. And so there's no formal introduction here. We just get going. So jump in on with us. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yes. I'm, I'm using one of those. It looks like an old school telephone. Like you plug like it into operator? your iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You plug it into your iPhone, but then it. Whatever. Like oh. an old school headset. Yeah. No, no. Like you're, I'm holding it up to my ear like I'm back in 1982. Oh, like you're holding up a phone. <laughs> yes. But because it's so hard to, sometimes headsets, like they're uncomfortable and I'm my, sure you want to know all this. My kids I'm, would see that headset and be like, what is that? We don't exactly. even know what that is. Listen, last night my kids asked me what a pager was. My mom was telling me how we didn't have cell phones. My mom was telling my kids how we didn't used to have cell phones. She's like, yeah, if we wanted to get a hold of them, back in the day we used pagers. And it was kind of a big deal that we had a pager. Like, we were pretty high tech. For sure. And my kids were like, what's a pager? I'm like, oh, geez. It's great. Something else happened the other day with one of my kids. And I looked at Aaron and I said, they'll never know about it. <laughs> they'll never know. It's so weird. It was so fun. I think that someone told us they had a video we could borrow, and like it's a VHS, and we're like, "Well, who has one of those?" Nobody. I don't have right? one. No one. I always tell Aaron, and he doesn't listen to my podcast. Please, like he'll ever hear this, but I always tell him, "I'm like, you know, what I want for an anniversary. All I want. I don't need a nice restaurant. I don't need a vacation. I want my wedding video to be transferred to a DVD." So my husband did for me last year for Christmas. He did? Yeah. It was the best present. Like, I know it didn't probably didn't cost that much. I can't imagine that it did. But he totally, I didn't ask for it, nothing. And he's not. That's a thoughtful he, gift right there. Ex- he, is, he is like the best gift buyer in the world. Every Christmas and every birthday, I'm just completely shamed by how out of touch I am with what he would like and how in touch with <laughs> With what I would like, he really is. It's actually, yeah. That's so funny because, you know, Aaron, my husband's birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. And I was actually thinking the other day, I usually suck at buying him gifts. <laughs> because if I get him like a shirt, he'll take it back. Like I, I, I refuse to do clothes anymore. It's, it's a, I lost that a long time ago. So then I resort to like cooking supplies because he loves to cook. But then I'm like, really, this is for me because whatever he makes benefits me more than anyone. So I've exactly. struggled with getting him gifts. Yeah. I've sort of, now I'm on the sports memorabilia kick. Okay. I feel like it's the only thing 
that he likes. But then what does he do with that? It's just it puts it in his office. Just it's stuff. this overabundance of crap that we just insist on giving each other. Oh. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. And what Aaron really wants for his birthday is like $300. He told me that he wants this Nespresso thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Because it's like heaven in a coffee cup. (laughs) And I, and he tells me and I'm like, oh, I would love that too. This is a great gift for you. And then I'm like, do you want me to like, cause he does all of our budgeting. And so then I'm like, do you want me to spend $300 on you for your birthday? He's like, oh no. And I'm like, I guess you're not kidding. I don't know what to do then. I'm out. I'm out of ideas. I don't know. It's hard. Oh, I'm so, and my husband every year, he buys all the kids gifts. Like he does the shopping. Wow. All the Christmas shopping. Because I'm so bad at it. I'm like, I, and I forget what they like. Mm -hmm. So like, for instance, my kids are always like, I'll go to the, go get pizza. And every time I get pizza, I'll get pepperoni, like more pepperoni than I do just cheese. And Uh every time I bring it home and they're like, Mom, nobody likes pepperoni pizza. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's like I walk into a store and my brain turns off. I, I know. I hear you. Some of my kids like mayonnaise and some of them don't. I couldn't tell you yeah. which ones do and which ones don't. Yeah. But I just prepare mayonnaise and mustard. And then they can get what they need to get. Right. I, I don't have the space to remember who does not like mayonnaise. I know. I know. I'm these telling are the you, parenting awful. dilemmas that we live in these days, Jessica. <laughs> when are you going to write a book about this? <laughs> I need like an entire flow chart on my wall of what my kids like and don't like. Oh my gosh. And then um, by the time I actually get organized enough to do that, they'll be out of the house. They'll be gone. So. I know. <laughs> I know. And sometimes my kids, like if I actually give whichever one doesn't like mayonnaise, the mayonnaise sandwich, they look at me like, mom, how could you? Yeah. Do you totally not betrayed. know me? Yeah, exactly. Mayonnaise? Gross. I've never. I'm like, I'll give it to your brother. I don't know. Somebody eats it and somebody doesn't. <laughs> It's so true. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, so speaking of you need to write a book about this, uh, yeah. my family, we've been doing Exploring Grace together. Have you? Yeah. It's, is this your newest thing? I don't thing? know what to say right there. Is this is your newest? the best book you've ever read in your life? It's no. top three, Jessica. It's top three for sure. <laughs> Actually, every time we finish, my kids look at me and go, who wrote this, Mom? This is brilliant. Are you really... No, they really? don't say that. But I do. <laughs> that, was a, that was an awful joke. Um, no, but Aaron and I look at each other and go, we love this. Okay, but is this your newest book? Well, yes. No. Nope, your newest one is the question one? Yes, that's right. Okay. I knew someone would know. See? Um, <laughs> that's our newest book, that Answering Your Kids' Toughest Questions. Um, which actually was a really hard book to write. Um, I can imagine. Um, just like... All of our parents are looking to you. Yeah. Well, and I had no idea. And all those topics that we talk about are pretty dark. It's uh-huh. not like, I tell me to write a book on the love of Jesus. Uh-huh. And it's like, yes. Because then I get to think about it all day long. Oh, but, but now you're talking book, about. Yeah, like sexual sins and pornography. And, and, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. Right, death. And Satan and mm-hmm. demons. And it's like. It got, it was dark. I didn't, I didn't love it, to be honest. It was, it was hard to write. You know, I didn't want to think through that. I I can see that because I can see as a parent, sometimes, and this is not a, this is not a correct response to life at all, but sometimes I would just rather not talk to my kids about those things because it's so hard. Yeah, for sure. And I would rather talk about, like you said, Jesus' love and grace and all the fun stuff that comes with being a believer. Yes. So the other day, my daughter asked me about a Ouija board. Is it real? Uh, how does that really work? And I just, honestly, I wanted to be like, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to know. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't, don't you worry your pretty little head about yeah. that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but like having to talk to her about that and explain evil is real. Um, just like uh, good and Jesus is real. It wasn't it wasn't a fun conversation. And I think part of that is just fear on my part. Like, am I going to say the wrong thing? And am I going to make her more interested in it? And all this kind of stuff that uh, it's clearly just me trusting in my own works and not 
trusting that if I am honest, God will do with it what he wants to do with it. So it was a hard conversation. And I have my best friend was standing there with her daughter. She's a little bit older than mine. And um, she's just watching me and listening and adding, which is so nice to have friends and community, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where she tidied up my theology a little bit and added a little bit and when she was done, I was like, dang, girl, <laughs> you need to be the one that goes around and speaks. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you know, and I, we, we've done a lot of podcasts recently with Verge Women, and you've been one of our guests on there. And so I wish I could know who I'm about to quote, but I, I think it was actually okay. either you or your mom, but I'm not certain. So here okay. we go. Okay. But I remember talking to someone about stuff like this, and they just said, the thing is, is that when you're paint, when your kids, when they... They think when you're not talking to them about stuff, they think that you don't really know about it. Yeah. And so then what they do is they just take the information that their friends are giving them and they right. think, well, that's valid and that's truth and that's what I need to know. And so they don't feel like they need to go talk to your, their parents about it. Right. And I remember whoever it was that said that, I, I remember that has stuck with me for a while because I'll get in grooves with parenting where I'm like, God, we are doing good, Aaron. These kids are not asking us anything. I mean... <laughs> We have got this parenting stuff down and then something will happen and it'll like snap me back into reality where I'm like, just because they're not coming to me, it doesn't mean that they're not hearing it or they're not having thoughts. And so I feel like being proactive as a parent in these types of things is one of the hardest things for me. It is. It is. And it's so, again, it's so much easier just to not. And I think part of it too is I deal with my own doubts, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't want to expose those doubts to my kids, which is stupid. (laughs) It's basically us saying, God, I don't think you're big enough to deal with these doubts. And so I'm not going to let my kids know about them because then they might not know you and they might not love you. Right. Yeah. And even to admit to myself, I actually do have doubts. Mm -hmm. It's scary to say. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I I think Sally Lloyd-Jones said it's not this in one of her amazing books for kids it's not the strength of your faith it's the strength of the one you have your faith in Mm. and so it's just that it's remembering that even for myself over and over again I do have doubts but he can handle my doubts Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure yeah and it's okay to speak that to my kids so when she's asking me these questions and I can say you know it's hard to believe this and it's hard to understand that and that's okay because he's big enough to handle even that right uh how old are your kids so yesterday, my middle son turned 14. Oh, my gosh. I know. And at the end of this week, on, um, on Friday, my oldest son turned 16. So they were just born a few days apart. Oh. And, like, anytime I tell anybody that, they always do the math, like, nine know, months like, backwards. What happened? Yeah. Valentine's Day. It is was it Valentine's really? Day. <laughs> Pretty close. You know what? My husband's birthday is November 16th. That's around Valentine's Day, too, isn't it? <laughs> It's right in that area. That's hilarious. So, yes, that, we only on Valentine's Day. Once a year. Um, <laughs> so uh, those two, so 16, my oldest, uh-huh. 14, my middle, and then my, my little girl turned 11 a few weeks ago. Okay. So, so yeah. you, you're right. My oldest is almost 11. And so okay. you're right ahead of me. So I just yes. put my eyes on Jesus and you. <laughs> And we'll see what happens. I wish you had a shirt that said that. I'm just going to put my eyes on Jesus and Jess. And we can sell that stuff. <laughs> you get a free t-shirt with every book order. Oh, so, okay, so what we're, I, my youngest is a daughter and she's seven. And so my gaze yeah. right now is on middle school boys. I don't have middle school oh. girls on my mind, but I have middle school boys on my mind. When you yeah. wrote that book about answering the toughest questions, mm-hmm. I guess my question for you is, were you thinking through the lens of your kids and like, cause you're in like, you're in yeah. that stage, you're in like middle yeah. school stage. I am. And it's, man, talk about trusting, having to just trust the Lord. Mm. Um, yeah. So my oldest son is like, uh, so he's, he's a sophomore and he is just sweet as the day is long and good, you know, quotation marks, good, right. loves Jesus you know, pretty much always does everything right. And then my middle son is my wild card. Uh-huh. Makes me laugh like nobody else. Is just amazingly funny. 
and just cute, like a real good looking boy. Mm -hmm. And, but real quiet, you know? So my older son tells me everything and then he's real quiet. So okay, I'm I, thinking in my head, I have two kids exactly like what you just described. So <laughs> I have these kids in my house. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah. So oh, with him, yeah, a lot of this stuff, I forced him into conversations with me. I just okay. told him, you're not going to like this. Uh-huh. And so you can pretend like you're listening. And if you really don't want to listen, that's up to you. But I need you just to sit quietly and, and, and listen to what I'm about to talk to you about. Specifically, I think I, th- I, rem- I remember talking to you guys about pornography. That mm-hmm. was a big one. Um, and, you know, it's hard to know what's going on in our kids' lives, especially yeah. that middle school age. They're yeah. figuring things out. And um, I think in a lot of ways, middle school is harder than high school, just socially. Socially, for sure, I would yeah. guess, yeah. And so I just tell him, you know, if there's anything you want to talk to me about, which he won't. Mm-hmm. But then I tell him constantly, I need you to know, and this is another one of my uh, my best friend, she's 10 years older and has, you know, she has eight kids and seven are actually adopted. So, uh, you guys have that in common. Yes. And she, um, I kind of follow her in this whole thing. And she just says that every night she prays, Lord, show me the things that I need to know about my kids, whatever they're hiding or whatever they can't talk to me about. And I need to know those things, show them to me. And for all the things that I don't need to know that they might be hiding, help me just to trust you with those things. Oh, that's so hard. So hard, but so good. Right. So, and I tell him, I'm praying that. And, you know, if there's things I need to know, I'm trusting that God's going to reveal or show me those things somehow. Mm -hmm. And he, so far he's been faithful to do that. And for all the things that I don't need to know specifically what's going on, because I want to get in his life and just fix everything and help him with everything. For sure, yeah. For all those things, like, Lord, just help me to trust that you've got it. And that is hard. That is so hard. It reminds me just like just the other day we were uh, a couple of devotional backs in that book that we're doing that's yours. One of them was about a secret and we got yeah. through the end and I don't know if it's Aaron's doing, I don't know if it's a question in here or if he just said it, but he said, does anybody, uh, do any of y'all feel like you have like the secret that you can't tell or whatever? And some, one of my kids, the younger ones just kind of threw their hands up like, oh, whatever. But my oldest kind of like, I could see he was thinking, mm-hmm. and then his hand went up, and I was like, oh, gosh, what is it? <laughs> You're like, no, I, don't, just, I really wanted a no answer right there. <laughs> right. So then Aaron's like, does anyone want to share? And he was like shaking his head no. And every awful thing that could ever happen to your child was going through my head, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and then later we talked about it, and it's whenever we have those moments, it's always like, yeah, I was playing my DSI in bed the other night. I I didn't tell you, you know, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, all right. But that's yeah. a good thing to like, that's a scary prayer because it's hard for me yeah. as a, a kind of a controlling person. I need mm-hmm. to know what's happening. I think right. I do, you know, right. and just to kind of let that go. Right. I think I'm more of like a, I just bury my head in the sand type of girl. Like, I don't want to know anything. <laughs> just so rather keep me. going. Yes, everybody just act like it's okay. <laughs> right. And let's just keep moving forward. Um, but praying that God would show me those things and actually open my eyes to them. That part's more scary for me than praying uh, all the stuff that I don't need to know. You can just keep it. And it's oh, the God. stuff that you're going to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that part is hard for me. Um uh, I go by the I go by the motto if I uh, if I ignore it long enough it'll just eventually get better right <laughs> that's in the Bible how's that working out for you <laughs> oh I remember when I was um, a teenager my mom told me one time that she would always pray um, that I would get caught doing whatever yeah. I was doing and yeah. she said that was hard because that would mean consequences for a child that you love you know right. I mean I think about praying that for my kids and of course I want them. I want their sins to be revealed. and But sometimes that is a scary place to be. Yeah. And so to pray that for your kids. But right. she knew that, you know, bringing stuff to the light is way better than, you know, hiding stuff in the dark. And so right. that's, a, a, oh, parenting is so hard. It is. Can you imagine praying that for yourself? Oh. Like, Lord, catch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know, like, yeah. reveal the things. I can't, that is a scary thought. It is. Um, it is. And I think a lot of that too is just, I'm so worried. I mean, I know it's, I know, I don't know all that's in my heart, but I know a lot of that secret brokenness that I try to hide. And 
I guess the beautiful thing is he does see all that mm-hmm. and loves us anyway. Yeah. And that really has to be where our, gosh, all of our hope is. Because even with our kids, some of the time I don't want things to be revealed because I'm afraid of what other people will think. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And so, oh, Jessica must not be a good parent mm-hmm. or... Yeah. I mean, they would, if they knew me, they'd know that wasn't true. No. <laughs> right. Right. No, I'm that way too. I have a huge approval idol. And so yeah. my kids can be going crazy in the house and it bothers me a little bit. Somebody comes over and all of a yeah. sudden I'm like, no, you will not act that way. Yeah. You will not make me look bad. You know, right. I mean, I may right. not say that, but that's what's in my heart. And that's so awful. Yeah. It just shows a lot about me and wanting people to think that I am something that I am not. Right. And also that we put so much stock in, um, uh, approving of ourselves instead of resting in the approval of Christ. Oh, oh my gosh. As if anybody else's approval matters. Right. So in our right mind, we can say that and we can talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so great. Yep. And then I get in the middle of it and I just, it's like, Holy spirit, yeah. remind me of truth mm-hmm. because I can't even see it right this yeah. second. Yeah. And you know what? I've, I've been thinking about a lot. That's been something, a constant thing I've been thinking about this my identity in Christ and approval from others over the past couple of months. And when I find myself in a situation where my flesh wants to totally react in a way that would make people approve of me, but I can feel in my spirit, the truths that I've been trying to meditate on. Mm-hmm. And when I rest in that spirit truth, even though I have to fight wanting mm-hmm. that approval, it honestly really does feel better. Right. It does. And, and you don't think it's going to. Right. No. Uh-uh. No, you don't. No. But I, I honestly do feel like, okay, God, what you say in your word, I'm feeling it right now and it's true. Yeah. It's it's a it's a painful stripping, but it's freedom. It's like taking off those handcuffs that we've been they've been shackling us and we've been holding on to them too. And then finally like taking them off. It it's scary, but it is freedom. I think um I think Martin Luther said that like the fight of the Christian faith is to believe uh, the truth of the gospel. And so our fight isn't necessarily just against sin. It is in a lot of ways, but the fight is to believe that God really is as good as he says he is. Mm-hmm. The fight is to believe uh, Jesus really is better. Mm-hmm. The fight is to believe that all I, all I need, I truly already have in him. Yeah. And that, that's a fight. To that is believe a fight. All those things. I mean, just because the world we live in, the, the sin, the flesh, yeah. the, the sorrow, the joy, all of it can yeah. seem better. Yeah. Yeah. Or stronger, but it's not. Right. Oh. Yeah. So I saw the other day that you were speaking to middle school kids. Oh my word. What did you, what, what were you, what was that about? What were you speaking about? So last week, my mom and I were both in uh, central Florida all week. We mm-hmm. normally don't leave for that long, but um, it just, we had a bunch of stuff lined up and it was cool. My daughter got to come with me, which is fun. But what we did is we went to this really large Christian school and we got to just share the gospel with them. And so my mom did a lot of the speaking. I, I kind of gave my testimony and mm-hmm. briefly added on in there. But she she talked about the parable of uh, the people who go and work in the vineyard and the guy, the owner comes to them and says, I'll pay you a fair wage if you work all day. And then throughout the day, right, all these people come and he keeps gathering more and more people. And at the end of the day, he pays them all the same. Mm -hmm. And so the first question she asked everybody and uh, that we talked about was, is God fair? And so we did three chapels. One was uh, elementary age children and then middle school and then high school. So the elementary age kids, she asked the question, is God fair? And 300 of them resoundingly answered, yes, he's fair. And so then she went on to talk to them and, and told them that story. And then she said, now, now, is that fair that they all got paid the same? And no, it wasn't right. fair. Uh-huh. And she's like, exactly right. Now, here's the thing. God actually isn't fair. God is good and God is loving, but he's not fair because Jesus got all the, all the punishment that we deserve. And that wasn't fair. And we get all the good stuff that Jesus deserved. And that's not fair. So God isn't fair, but we should be happy about that because he's good and he's loving. And so we did that with the middle schoolers, uh, too, went into a little bit more detail. And then again, with the high schoolers did the same thing. And man, I don't know what it is. Get me in front. I can talk to thousands of women. Get me on a stage in front of a huge group of women 
And it, I, I feel no nervousness. Right. I just don't. But I was honestly like hoping that I would come down with the flu so that I didn't have to get up in front of middle schoolers. Oh, I can, I can understand this for sure because they're just, they're just looking at you and you yeah. wonder, is there anybody in there? First of all. And then like, what are you thinking? Are you hearing me? Like they just have this look. Oh, and it's like, even if they, it's like their automatic default, their resting face is an I hate you face. Yes. So, even if they're engaged, it's like, I I think everybody in this room hates me and they're going to go and say mean things about me. Right. It's just a bunch of middle school kids. But I seriously, and I told the guy who's the chaplain of the school, I just said, I have not been this nervous and I don't even know how long. And he said, and it never it never gets better. He's like, I've been doing this for years. And every time I'm in front of them, the middle school kids specifically, I feel, I just, I, I'm so nervous. My stomach is in knots. Oh Isn't that gosh. funny? No, I totally can believe it. <laughs> and for me too, if that were me in your situation, if I was in front of a bunch of middle school kids, I think I, for some reason, this is not right at all. I would feel so much responsibility. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so just like impressionable and they're yeah. just, you know, I would just feel this weight is what yeah. I would feel a little bit more. Yeah. And a weight to communicate what you want to say in a in way, a way that, that they'll, they'll understand. understand it. Yes. Yeah. That's what's hard. Because again, I think like talking to women, a group of, of adults, I feel like I, I'm able to communicate um, in a way that they'll understand. Now I may be delusional and I just like to think that and it gives me confidence. <laughs> well, I think that's not true. <laughs> or, but then with these kids, it's like, no, uh, you can't talk down to them. You know, you right. want to treat them with respect. Um, because they think they're adults. Right. Yeah. But then they don't have the, the, the ability to really understand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. because they're not mature enough. Yet. No, their brains don't work properly. Right. Right. Well, yeah, no, they don't. Like <laughs> In some ways, I'm just like a middle schooler all over Oh again. my gosh. <laughs> So yeah, no, it was hard, but it was good. It was uh, real good and had a lot of the teachers come up and talk to us after just how that had spurred some amazing conversations. That's great. That's great. And your daughter got to go with you, which is fun. It was, it was great. I mean, one of the hard things about doing what what I do, Mm -hmm. which is mainly I I go and sell my mom's books and travel (laughs) with her. Um, I do speak occasionally, but uh, mainly just her traveling companion and like to keep her in check. Because sure. she can we be a little wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. <laughs> um, but having, and so that's hard to be gone. But yeah. having my daughter come with us was actually really, it was very sweet for it's her like to even. a girl's trip. Yes. We had fun. We held alligators and so fun. we went air, on an airboat in the middle of Lake Jessup, which was amazing. The guy was trying to scare us. So he was like trying to like spin the boat out Mm-mm. so that we would be scared, but. We just tried to act like we weren't. Yeah, no, that would take... scare me. Were there alligators around? Yes. See that I would he be. He said it was. I would most... be crying. <laughs> I would be crying, demanding for him to get me off of this boat immediately. I don't play with joking like that. It's not funny to me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, um, but y'all live in California, right? Yeah, San Diego specifically. Now, I the reason I have to say that is because. Northern and Central California are not Southern California. No. We're much better. So you're, in, be you're like, in San Diego. Well, we're a suburb of San Diego, yeah. Okay. Just like Austin is so much different than, well, Round anywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. It's much cooler. So it's so cool. Right. So you would say, no, like if someone said to you, oh, you live in Texas. You're like, no, yes, but no, Austin. I live in Austin. I mean, Austin. like, I live in Austin, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Same thing. So San Diego. I live in San Diego because it's I, much better. It is one of the most like wonderful places on the planet that God created. <laughs> I used to have family out there, and so we would go out there a lot. Yeah. And the weather, the best. Yes. We had a couple of days, a couple like earlier in October, where it was just like the perfect weather. And I was like, this is San Diego. This is why yeah. people live there. And yeah. ours was gone in like 12 hours. But <laughs> for that small moment, it was like, this is the best. It is. It's Someone said, it's like you can't feel the weather. Uh, Except if you want to go lay in the sun. And then it's just warm enough. But yeah. it's not. We have a couple weeks of bad weather every year. So a couple weeks where it's real hot in the summer. And then a couple weeks in the winter that 
well, I guess it rains, which isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But other than that, it's, I mean, we're, we're 70s pretty much year round. Which is the best. That's my favorite kind of weather. The kind of weather where you can wear shorts and a sweatshirt. Yes. Yes. That's the best. Right. And always, and always be able to wear flip-flops. Always like, flip-flops. I, I put on normal shoes and my feet don't know what to do. So when we travel and I have to actually wear shoes, right? I'm like, my feet are just. I can hear them screaming in protest. What oh are you gosh. doing? Where oh. are the flip-flops? Where are your rainbow sandals that you wear constantly? Take me back to San Diego. Yes. Every Wasn't time there a land. show? I'm, I'm thinking back when I was a kid. Wasn't there a Carmen, Carmen San Diego? Yes. What was that? Uh, where you know, in the world is Carmen? Is that it? I'm just going to let you sing that whole thing by yourself. <laughs> I know the words and I know the tune. but I That's just about can't. all I got right there. <laughs> Wasn't it like a geography show? Yes, I remember watching it though. Yeah, vaguely. That vaguely. See, I'm yes. older than you, so maybe it was out young. Maybe How it was out you? earlier. Do you want to say? How old am I? Uh-huh. I turned forty in March. So I will young. turn forty. What? I'm thirty-six, so oh. we're not that much different. Well, yeah, but forty. When you say forty like that, that's kind of a big deal. Well, I, I will think. say when I turned thir- 36 was harder for me than 30 or 35 yeah. because for me it went you're on the other side. <laughs> you're you're pa- you're not in your early 30s anymore. <laughs> we're now late 30s is what we what we jumped right. into. That's right. But see, I just figure if I act like I'm 12, it'll all even out. <laughs> so like, it, it works. For, yeah, for Halloween, my mom was like, well, my whole family, my my teenage my 16 year old was mortified. I was a whoopee cushion. Wait, this Halloween. is what you wait, time out. This is what you dress up as? Yeah, yeah. So I found this costume at like a Sears outlet. It was $5. Okay. It's the cheapest. I mean, but I looked like a whoopee cushion. This huge, huge costume. Like it covered my whole body. Oh my gosh. And he was just, my 16 year old was so <laughs> mom, no. And I went trick or treating with them. Like I went of out course. and I went up to doors because I wanted to embarrass everybody. Because that's the best costume I've ever heard. Did it make noises? <laughs> I need to know this. Well, it didn't, but I, of course, I downloaded you... <laughs> an app on my phone. Of course. And I would just press it randomly. Um, and so we ran into a group of my son's football friends, my older Wesley's oh, no. football friends. And they're like, go, Wesley, you know, whatever boys do. Yeah. And then the next day, uh, no, yet today, yesterday, he said, oh, um, everybody, we, we were with my uh, sister-in-law and my brother, too. And my sister-in-law was wearing football pads. She found in our um, in our garage, she just put them on. I, I don't even understand it, but yeah. she felt like she was dressing up. So, okay. whatever. <laughs> so she put them on and like, I won't be judgmental and I'm wearing a whoopee cushion. <laughs> I did notice, but it's okay. <laughs> and so she's wearing the football pads. So I guess his friends were like, Oh, why was your mom wearing football pads? Cause they thought they that thought, she was yeah. me. Uh-huh. And he said, Oh, she wasn't. And I said, well, did you tell him I was the one in the whoopee cushion? He's like, no. No, I will never say that to anybody. That's hilarious. It was. He was like legitimately embarrassed, which almost makes it better. It, I know? was going to say, I would totally just walk around with that farting machine and a whoopee <laughs> cushion. Yes. In fact, your next way, like if he's like, you know, talking back or disobeying, you'd be like, look, I will show up at your football game as a whoopee cushion. Just wait. <laughs> oh, like, and a sign that says Leslie Thompson's my son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. So did y'all, did y'all, your kids are still old enough. They still trick or treat. Listen, I will, I will force them to trick or treat until they move out of the house. So did they want to, or was this like, ah, we have to, because mom says. No, they wanted to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have so much fun. And I have, they have like little, little cousins that come with us, which makes it more fun, you know, when they're six or seven. Yeah. And so, and you know, what 16 year old boy is going to say no to candy? I don't. A freeload of candy. I mean, no one says no to that. Right. So, no, they're still into it. That's so Um, funny. Halloween is, like, one of my least favorite holidays. Really? Well, because I I don't know what's wrong with me, but I... Probably a lot. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I, the whole, like, just, like, 
see how much candy we can put in our mouth at one time. <laughs> and just like my kids then turn into these like hoarding machines yeah, and they're like, yeah. don't look at my candy. This is mine. And the right. whole thing just bothers me. Yeah. But this year was the first year I've, I've almost 11 years. So this is the first year that as we were walking, my husband was like, you're really calm tonight. Cause normally I'm like, <laughs> stop eating candy. Everybody stop. How many pieces have you had? Nope. No, nope, no. Nope, you're done. You're done. Give me your bag. I mean, normally I'm just freako psycho mom. And I'm like, I decided today. I'm just going to let yeah. it go. I don't care how much candy they eat tonight. I don't and you care. drank a bottle of wine before you went. And right? then everything's better. <laughs> but I really was just like, I'm just going to let it go. And yeah. so Halloween was better for me this year because I wasn't counting candy. Right. It makes a big difference. That's actually, that should be some sort of push that into a parable of real life or Thank something. You. Yes. Let I think it... that's pretty amazing. I don't know the connection, but I'm sure there is we one. We can come up with one. Yeah. We can come up with one for sure. <laughs> I think we could. Oh my gosh. Uh, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you listen to podcasts? Are you a podcast yeah, listener? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, have you heard about this new podcast called Serial? Oh my gosh. Please tell yeah. me you have. Did you hear my Did you hear my excitement? I'm so happy when I find other people who are listening. Are you listening? I am. So I listened the whole, I, I heard about it, and then I listened the whole way home from, at a bunch of episodes to catch up on. So yeah. when we were in Florida, I listened to him the whole way home and my daughter kept trying to like talk to me and I was like no this is not Stop. the time of the no. place <laughs> mom is busy <laughs> yes I I am are you okay yes. yes and I just randomly heard about it I we're fans of this American life and so yeah. I randomly heard about it but I didn't know what it was and so I downloaded mm -hmm. it and um the first three must have come on my phone and I just randomly picked the third one I mean I didn't oh, know God. <laughs> and I listened to the entire thing and still didn't even know that I had missed so much but I went back and I am completely caught up and literally when it turns Thursday yeah. I'm excited to drop my kids off at school because on the trip home and to get them I can listen to one and I love it yeah so what do you think I don't know. Like I was telling Aaron, for those of you that are listening, if you don't know, this is a new podcast put out by, I think it's put out by This American Life in, yeah. PR in Chicago. And it's called Cereal with an S, not like the cereal you eat. And <laughs> it's this woman who so far we're six episodes in and each episode takes a little section of a crime. So she's like digging deeper. Um, and we're six episodes in. And honestly, sometimes I listen and I'm like, he did not do that. Yeah. I cannot prove this. And other times I'm like, he totally did this. Yes. I have no, I have no result. I have nothing. Yeah. So I was talking to my brother about it last night. Uh, don't you love it when you find someone else who, who's listening to it? Yes. Because then you're like, oh. Yes. Uh, and I didn't know he was listening and he didn't know I was. And we were talking about it last night. And I think I agree with him. Like right now I'm in a, well, Jay and, and Adnan did it together. Okay. Or you say uh -huh. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Was that they actually planned it and did it together. And Jay but, just is like selling him out. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. Or here's my other one. So that's one that I play with. And the other one is Jay did it with someone else. And they just threw the blame on him. Yes. I know. It's so fishy. Everything is. <laughs> it is. It is. But I love it. I'm addicted. And then I just her. keep thinking, like, we have to have resolve here. I mean, surely. I know. And I don't know if we're going to. Because all of these interviews, he's still in jail. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen here. Yeah. So what if it just ends and we're like, and she's oh, like, I'm sorry. Mad. Then I'm mad. Uh, yeah. I'm Me mad too. at this woman. I'm mad at NPR. I'm mad at everybody involved. <laughs> <laughs> but then my other thing is, when this is resolved, whatever, will they go on to yeah. some, they'll have another case? I hope so, because now I'm full. This is, it is literally my favorite podcast right now, for sure. Yeah. I, and I'm. I'm wondering, like, she's probably getting other people sending her. I like story stuff. Like, hey, check out this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would if I was. But he's, right. It's an amazing program. It's so Everybody good. who has no idea what we're talking about right now is probably like, wait, what? It's so dumb. But I'm like, they're going to go check it out because they, they hear they our should. excitement. They should. I'm so excited about it. I really love it, too. Excited. It's really, really good. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. How, how many, do you have any brothers, sisters? I do. I have an older brother. That you just told me. Yeah. And yeah. does he so live in San Diego? Brother, yeah. Everybody lives. We all live within about 40 minutes of each other. So oh. we're all in San Diego. Yeah. So my older brother is six years older. And then I have a younger brother who's three years younger. Okay. Um, yeah. And everybody's so my, there. Yes. Everybody's here. That's for right now. I want that. Like sometimes when I dream about when my kids are older and. I put Aaron and I downtown in a condo, like <laughs> <laughs> That's live, what I'm living the life, you know, 
But sometimes I'm like, I really do hope my kids live close by, but that's yeah. completely selfish. And, you know, they, I want them to do whatever God wants them to do, obviously. But no, you don't. You want them to, <laughs> but what, you want them to do whatever God wants them to do, but what in God Austin. wants them to do is live close by. Right. In, in Austin. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. It makes yeah. me think of the TV show Parenthood. <laughs> you know, just everyone just kind of gets together on the weekends for dinner yeah. and they we live do. their lives. See? Yeah, and we're totally dysfunctional too, so it works. Who isn't right? I know it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. We're um, my my younger brother, he is in seminary right now and is about to finish, so he'll be a pastor. Oh. Um, and so he might get a call. I guess yeah, those are the sure. words. Yeah. He's part of a different denomination, so he might get a call somewhere else. Yeah. Um. So right now I'm fasting and praying against that for sure <laughs> or a call close in Southern California yeah either one of those would be fine but it's it's I'm my brother and his wife uh we our families lived together for two years uh, oh, so fun two years ago we lived we had two years where we shared a big house together uh-huh. um which was how did that yeah, work out it was, I mean, when the two years was over, it was a good thing. Okay. I wonder. That sounds dreamy. And I'm like, oh, fun. But then I'm like, I don't know. There were parts of it that I, the memories, especially for our kids. For your kids, they, for sure. It just, yeah, it'll never be replaced. It's amazing how much fun we had. And, mm-hmm. and then there's other stuff that's obviously really hard. I mean. Yeah. 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 So Just, yeah, I hear both. you. <laughs> we it was some, great. We had some friends live with us when we first came to Austin about six years ago and we just had two kids at the time and they had zero kids okay. and they were with us, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And so it wasn't anything, any long-term. So we didn't have to go through those long-term thing. I think yeah. that a couple of weeks, anybody can do that. It's when yeah. you get into like the months, but yeah. it was just like a constant hangout, fun, yeah, cooking, watching. T- I mean, it was just so fun. It was yes. really, really fun. But again, they had no kids. We had two little kids and it was like three weeks. Right. It was right. an extended, just like vacation. <laughs> and there was parts of it that felt like that sometimes. Um, but then there's also real life. And, it's life. I know it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And kids, kids sitting against each other and yeah. uh, parents sitting against yes. each other. Uh, yes. So, so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, I used to watch this show. We don't have cable anymore, so I don't even know if it's still on, but I used to watch Sister Wives. Yes. Have you ever yeah. seen it? Um, no, because I'm, I'm a Christian. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. So, you know the premise, obviously. Um, but I used to always think like, man, there's so many positives about having all these extra women around. It, they're really, that. I will agree with that part. I've always said every woman needs a good wife. Yeah, so, it was just the sharing yeah. of the husband thing that was did that's, it for I me. Mean, that's a little weird. Yeah, a little weird. But all the extra <laughs> women around, it was just like, this is would be really great. Yeah, that part would. And, and that's, so that was one thing that was great. So my sister-in-law, um, she is great at cooking and she's organized and she loves to have a clean house. Well, all those go. things are yeah. pretty much my exact opposite. <laughs> so so y'all that... worked really well together. <laughs> she cooked so, and cleaned. <laughs> she cooked and cleaned and I, you know, read. So it was amazing. <laughs> you had it made. Let me tell you. I can think of nothing better than that. Oh boy! I, oh. Yeah, it's amazing. She still talks to me. Yeah, y'all made it through the two years. We did. We did. The Lord was our helper. There you go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but you know what? I mean, everywhere around the world, families live together, and so yeah, yeah, it has to work. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, theoretically, it worked, right? And it did. It did. It just. It's just. Well, yeah, living with anybody that is not your husband. Yeah, and that takes made... time to get, you know, when you <laughs> first get married, you know, you're like, wait, that's not how I do things. I mean, I've been married almost 20 years and I'm still saying that. Right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Hey, good thing he is like an awesome gift giver. I know. He makes up for Could it. you like <laughs> ask him what I should get my husband for his birthday coming up? You know, he loves to cook and music. See what he comes up with. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh. listen, my kids always say he's... The reason he's such a good gift giver is because he gives you things that you didn't even know you wanted. See, that's a that's a special gifting right there. It is. It is because that that person they they know you so well and they love you so well and they they know what you would want. 
Right. Oh, man. I know. And then I just think I am such a failure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know who you are, children. (laughs) Oh, Oh. but at our house, you said your husband buys all the gifts. At our house, like on Christmas Day, when the kids are opening the gifts, Aaron's always like, oh, that's a good thing you got. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. (laughs) It's a surprise to everybody in the house but me. So that's always fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he, he really does. So he'll tell me some gifts, but I don't know all of them. That's so so as they're opening them, I'm like, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you and him exchange Christmas gifts? Um, sometimes. Like when we have money, we do. Okay. <laughs> we, Aaron and I have never one time done Christmas gifts. And I think it's because when we first got married, we didn't have any money. Yeah. And then yeah. even as we started having kids, we still had no money. So we were right. like, well, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But so we've See, never even done it. And see, I've always, so that's me. Like, I'm like, oh, no big deal. Don't worry about it. And he's like, yeah, let's not. And then he does. And, and then, then you an, didn't? Oh, right. Always. Oh, man. And then he's, and, but then he's nice about it. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. It's like, I didn't need anything. <laughs> and I'm just, then it's like doubly worse. Right. So he would be a jerk and just like, great. Thanks a lot. Then I could get mad back. But right. But you can't because he's so nice. No. Yeah. So I'm shamed doubly. Right. Well, I think yeah. I say this year you buy him a gift. I know, but what? See, <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, I buy a gift and it's stupid, or just don't buy a gift at all. That's what my dilemma is with Aaron. I mean, I'm just—I don't know what to do. It's, but it, but then I start to feel like, do I even know him? Like, yeah, that, the man I love. Do I know you at all? I can't even buy you a gift. I know oh. it's brutal. It's okay. I'm going to search today best gifts for your husband and find something. <laughs> That I think he'll love. <laughs> Surely there's some like Amazon list or something that can help me with this. Oh, it's so impersonal. I know. The internet, know. tell me everything. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, Jessica, yes. thanks for chatting with me today. I'm sad this is over. I know it was so fun, isn't it? It is. It's like the it best happy is. hour. <laughs> it makes me happy. I know. Okay, uh, you told me that we could give away a book. Yeah, let's give away a couple. So, okay, what do you want to do? Um, how about how about if we give away? Uh, how many should I give away? Whatever you want. Okay. So, how about if we give away? So, I have three books. Okay. How about if we give away one? Give them grace. Uh huh. How about if we give away two? Exploring grace, which is the devotional, uh-huh. and then two answering your kids' toughest questions. I love it. Sounds great. Is that? Yeah, it sounds good. And I'll put, okay. if you're listening, I'll put on the blog how you can win. So that's, it's easy. Okay. So okay. fun. And um, I've read these books. You're going to love them. Actually, I haven't read Answering Your Toughest Questions. Yeah. And you know what is interesting? I feel like that's one of those books that people don't feel like they need. Mm. And then, and then when the questions come, it's like, oh. No, then late. they're like thankful they have Amazon Prime because their kids <laughs> ask them a question and they're like, I'll tell you in two days. <laughs> Give me two days and I'm on it. <laughs> Let me pray and fast about that. For two days. Two days and then I'll when the mailman comes, we're in. Come back to me, honey. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, like I said, you don't want to think about it because you don't think, and you don't think that you're going to have to, I don't know, yeah. it's crazy, but I'm thankful that y'all wrote that book. So Thanks, yeah. yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it before the questions. And then I'm going to initiate the conversations. Yes, See? they love that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I yeah. like how you said, you can act like you're listening, I mean, you can just sit there, but this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's mainly just to appease my own self. My, I feel like peace. that's so what you have to say to middle school boys. If you yeah. just th- Hopefully you'll hear something, but at least act like right. you're listening. Yes. Love it. <laughs> Great parenting right there. I love it so much. It's the best. The best. Oh. How to teach your kid to be a Pharisee in three easy steps. <laughs> just smile and nod. Smile and nod, and your mom will always think you're listening. <laughs> oh. I still do that with my mama. Oh yeah, like okay, I got it, I got it. And then your heart is just evil. <laughs> oh, that's why we need Jesus. Ah, yes. See what a great way to end. That's right. I I will say this. One of the things, and just a little plug for you, like how much I love your stuff, is that it is so gospel centered. Yeah. Like everything is just it's just straight up gospel. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I I it is. It is such a way that we want to parent our kids. Yeah. But I think so many times as parents, we can, we can 
not on purpose, but like subconsciously default to rules and guidelines. And if you do this, then you're looking good, you know, right. because we want our parent, we want our kids to obey and to look right. Right. So it's such a breath of fresh air when I read this parenting stuff and it just always brings me back to Jesus, the gospel, yeah. grace. Yeah. It's so good. So thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for yeah. your mom putting that out there for us parents. Yeah. yeah. So good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thanks for joining me on the happy hour. Thanks for having me. And someday we'll, in real life, we'll sit and do this. Th- this, I, I have a feeling this is going to happen sooner I hope so. I hope so too. So we'll sit and that's going Yes. Whatever else we want. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Else we want. Yes, yes. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Love, love, loved my time with Jessica. She is so funny and so down to earth and so real and so just full of Jesus. I had so much fun talking with her. As you heard her say, she's given away five books. And so I'm going to pick five winners. Um, I'll pick them a week after this podcast goes up. And so all you need to do is leave a comment over on my blog. It's jamieiv.com. Any comment you want. I put, a couple, I put a couple of questions up on the blog in case that helps you with your comments. Like, what are some of the toughest things you've had to talk with your kids about? What are some of the other favorite podcasts you listen to? I mean, besides the happy hour, of course. And if you listen to Serial, we want to know what you think. Because we recorded this, you know, five weeks ago. Now we're 10 episodes in, and we just want to know what you think. I also, for your viewing pleasure, have put a picture of Jessica up in her whoopee cushion costume. Because I know you were all wondering what that exactly looks like. And it is as funny as you thought in your head. Guys, thanks for listening. It is always a joy when people listen. I spoke at an event last night at a little shout out, Hill Country Round Rock, um, Hill Country Bible Church in Round Rock. And I had so many women come up and say, I love your podcast. And that is just so fulfilling for me because this is so fun because you got to meet Jessica Thompson today and she's such a joy. And now you know her. I want to say thank you to a couple people who have left, left comments before on iTunes or my blog. I want to say thank you to someone who left a comment on iTunes. She said, Jamie, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast. My kids are teens now, and this season of life tends to mean more hours of alone and quiet time than I would like. It's been like having girlfriends in my house to listen to you and your, you and your guest chat. Also, getting new books added to my reading list. Love that so much. Also, thank you to Ruth Ann. She said, hey, Jamie, love your happy hours. I'm finally caught up. Thanks to listening in the kitchen, in the air, and in my car. I'm not married, so I love when you talk about the occasional non-mom topics. However, I do res- I do- however, I do respite foster care, so I definitely have given some tidbits here and there. Austin's on my list, and I've never been. Thanks for all you do, Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann, you come to Austin because you're going to love it. Guys, thanks so much for leaving your comments. It helps people find the podcast better when you comment and rate on iTunes. And I love to hear from you on my blog. Facebook or Twitter. Thanks guys for listening. I hope you enjoy Jessica Thompson. Next two podcasts I have coming up for you are Rebecca Smith and Sarah Martin. So look for those. Have a great week.